Hey everybody, this is Brother Frank, and welcome to another episode of The Remnant Call. I'm glad to have you here tonight, and we're going to bring on quickly here Brother Benjamin, because what's going on right now is so intense, so serious, that, um, well, as the book of Daniel talks about, this thing will end in a flood. And Brother Benjamin's going to touch on that a little bit tonight, because... um, well, you saw it. I, I don't even know if I need to say anything right now. You know what's going on. I'm going to open up with a word of prayer. I'm going to bring Benjamin on here. And um, I want you to please, and, and thank God bless each one of you have been fasting on the Daniel fast. We're going to be ending it on Sunday. I'll tell you, we've had absolute attacks and we've had blessings at the same time. It's been an intense period. And God has been so good to us. And I, you know, you get weak. I understand that. But remember, in the weakness is when the Lord makes his strength perfect. It's perfect in our weakness. And so thank God. God bless you. But I want to ask, please, a dear friend of my father's, you've heard him on here. He's also Brother Frank. Um, but his dear friend Mario is had, a, I think he was a transplant patient kidney years ago. He's had some real serious health issues. A God-fearing man. If my father talks like this about somebody, I know that they are a God-fearing believer and he is in critical care right now on a ventilator in the hospital. And we are believing in miracles right now. We are believing in it because we're going to pray in the name of Jesus. Please join with me now, Father, in Jesus' name, I want to lift up Mario. Lord, the, the, they want to write him off, Lord, for dead. They want to look at this like, oh, I'm sorry, you've had too many medical conditions in the past, and now you've got this COVID. It's too bad. Lord, we know that you are the great physician who has to date never lost a case. So, Lord, we are calling on the power of the great physician. And we come against all the enemies of Satan that are trying to attack this man with sickness, and we rebuke him in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we believe because we've called on the name of Jesus that you will heal Mario. And Lord, I thank you for those who have joined in in prayer right now for this brother because he is in need. Lord, just like we want to remember those that are in Afghanistan, for those people, they are in the last days right now. For them, they are in the time of the end. This is their great tribulation, and we don't understand it because we're living in fancy America. But for them, every moment is a threat to their lives. Lord, we pray for supernatural protection against them in the name of Jesus. And we want to pray for Brother Benjamin as he comes on the show tonight, that the words delivered will be anointed by your spirit. We ask this all in Yeshua's powerful name. Amen. With that, I want to bring on Brother Benjamin. Benjamin, I don't want to waste any time because I'm, it's so intense right now. Brother, are you here with me tonight? I'm here, Frank. Amen. Praise God, brother. Um, <laughs> I, there has been some, we have been talking, well, you have been talking for 20-some years. I've been listening to you 
since 1999, when the Lord got a hold of me and sent me the most powerful book outside of the Bible I'd ever read, read, period, the day of the Lord is at hand. And the Lord supernaturally shocked me out of a life of drugs and adultery and every other sin, debauchery you could imagine, and woke me up. I have been listening to Brother Benjamin Baruch. I had an opportunity to meet you in 1999 in Nashville, and we've been friends ever since. And brother, out of all the times that you've been on this program, this is the most intense. No doubt. This is it. So brother, with that, I'm going to open it to you. Um, we were talking some pretty crazy things about some stuff you'd shared with me earlier. And uh, please feel free, brother, to open it up now. Yeah. Well, thank you, Frank. Appreciate the introduction. And <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. And Frank, I appreciate your friendship too. Um, we have been friends for 20 years and, Actually, 22. You know, 22 years. 22 is, the number, 22 is the number of truth. 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And all truth is contained in the Hebrew scripture and the Hebrew revelation. But yeah, it's really, it's been a blessing uh, to, to call you a friend in a time when very few friends remain. Yeah. You know, this is a time when the many become easily offended. Many should be offended. The majority of people... Uh, find one reason or another to become offended and and uh, friendships don't seem to last even among those that call themselves Christians but I'm glad we we've never been sifted like that and that we, Amen. we still call ourselves brother and friend and hallelujah what a day I'm mean, you know for the record today is Friday September 10th in the year 2021 20 years ago it was September 10th in the year 2001 and everybody was enjoying a Friday evening like any other. And although I guess it was what day of the week, was it 20 years ago? It wasn't yeah, it was during the week. Some it was during the week. Yeah. Maybe a Wednesday or something. In any event, it was a week. It was a week day that ended with a typical evening. And in the next morning, it was a beautiful fall day. And at about nine o'clock, nine and 11 AM, our world began to change forever. And the, you know, the attack on our country was really an attack on our, on our more than just our nation, it was an attack on the world by hidden forces, deep, dark, sinister forces behind the scene that were orchestrating these events. And of course, the, you know, the first thing that happened is, is we decided that the two guys in a cave in, in Afghanistan were, were such a threat because they had a cell phone that we needed to begin to repeal our civil rights and we needed to surrender our freedoms for the promise of safety because we certainly had to stop those guys with that cell phone. And so we went to war for 20 years. Boy, the true face of that war was revealed in the last 20 days, wasn't it? Because we left it behind yeah. the munitions for a modern army. I think the Taliban have the fourth largest army on the planet now. As a Marine, nothing chaps my hide more than knowing they're going to fight us with our own equipment. I'm going to let that go for now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as a um, student of history, I'll, I'll tell you guys one thing. Uh, nothing happens by accident. And, and very few things are actually a mistake. And, and, and most of what happens is not because, well, they're just crazy. No, they're not crazy. And no, it wasn't a mistake. And 
Actually, it's all part of a plan, plan that was created in hell itself, a plan that would destabilize the world, open the door for the kingdom of darkness to come forward. And that plan is now in full exhibition. It's in full view before us. And, and wasn't it brilliant the way they unveiled it right before our eyes? The war started instead of with the sound of, uh, you know, great munitions, the sound of large, loud explosions. The world war started with a sneeze. Nothing louder than the cough of a, of a common cold or a flu virus. Re-engineered, of course, to be a little bit more contagious. And so the war began in a way none of us could have anticipated. But if we really had been diligent students of scripture, we would know that it, it's um, in the book of Haggai, it talks about the Holy One coming, pardon me, uh, let me correct myself. It's, I got the H right, but it's Habakkuk, chapter 3. God came from Taman and the Holy One from Mount Paran. And that word para or Paran is an awesome Bible study if you want to spend the time. It's the place of separation. It's the place of breakthrough. Parazim, the mountain where the Lord breaks. He broke through for the deliverance of David and for the deliverance of his people. So now God's coming from Mount Paran and his glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise and his brightness was as the light, brighter than the sun. And he had horns of power coming out of his hand and there was the hiding of his power. Now, I love that scripture. God has hidden his power, but God's power is pervasive. It, it is over all of his creation. Every atom, every electron, every creature, every planet, every star, every galaxy under the control of almighty God with the hiding of his power. And before him went the pestilence and burning coals went forth at his feet. So before the Lord visits the earth, before the, the burning coals, are at his feet, the pestilence has come forth among the nations. And so here we are today. And, and, and now the, this pestilence is causing such a division. Now, there are, the, there are the, the people that are convinced of the talking heads and the truth from the talking TV is the only religion that you're allowed to worship. You must bow at the sound of the, of the tambourine or the flute or the harp, or the honking of any horn, or any doorbell, or any bell ringing, you must bow and worship at the image of the beast. And you must submit to whatever they require of you, or you'll be cast out. You won't be allowed in their sanctuaries. You won't be permitted in their stores. And before long, unless you have their mark, they won't have anything for you either. So, hey, I say let's get used to it because... These days are rapidly coming upon us, and they're upon us even now. Days of vengeance have begun. Now, some of you um, are probably experiencing personally the spiritual warfare that's been happening. Um, maybe some of it's reaching your house at this point. 
Um, others, you know, maybe not. Maybe, um, you know, you're still walking in the, in the relative peace and tranquility of the world that once was. Um, trust me, they'll get around to you. But others, you know, you're front and center and the, the war is upon you. And, and the war comes forth out of the spirit. You know, this whole issue of people being offended is really the red horse coming to take peace from the earth, first manifesting, taking peace from, from family relations, peace being taken from among friends, among communities, before the red horse comes to take peace from the earth. It causes nations to war one against another. He's already having his devastating effects. And, and I've kind of grown to refer to the red horse of revelation as my little red pony. <laughs> and, you know, for those of us that are going to be delivered, the little red pony is, is the time for our deliverance because it's the time of visitation. And we know from the scripture that that time comes forth as a flood. The end thereof will be a flood. And unto the end, war and desolations are determined. And, and, you know, we spiritually, I don't know if you guys feel it or not, but since Rosh Hashanah, which was the crown or the head of the secular year, that was really earlier in the week prior to this recording, time of, of preparation for the high holy day of Yom Kippur begins. The trumpets are to alert the people that the great and awesome day, the day of repentance, the day of fasting and prayer was, was nigh upon us. And we had 10 days yet to prepare. And, and I always love these days of awe because I think my favorite day of the year is Yom Kippur. Um, it's a day of affliction. It's kind of the story of my life. I feel right at home on Yom Kippur. It's a day of fasting and mourning for one's sin. And, and um, mourning comes before joy. and Humility comes before God's favor. And, and it's a day when we're commanded to fast and pray. And we're commanded to repent. But, but to me, it's a joyous day. It's a day to rejoice. I love the Yom Kippur fast, not only from food, but from water. And, you know, there's nothing quite like that afternoon, you know, late in the day as the sun's going down and you haven't had any water since the sunset the night before. Puts you in the proper perspective regarding the things of the flesh. But this year, from my discernment, things really began to break forth, not only in the spirit, but in the earth on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, as those trumpets began to blast in the earth, in the shofars around the synagogues of, of the people, the same trumpets were blowing in the heavens above. And it's, it's almost like a flood has been coming forth in the spirit world. And for me personally, it's, it's been a, an absolute, it's like a tidal wave. Spiritual warfare has ramped up to such a level, it's been a tidal wave. And this is the end. It's, it's, the, it's like the battle of the bulge for the enemy against the remnant because they know their time is short. They know the mighty one is about to come in visitation. They know he comes to strike the camp of the wicked 
with the rod of his judgment. And they also know he's coming for the salvation of his saints. So Satan's in a panic to try to overturn the house of the righteous. Because he knows he's about to lose all of the ground that he's gained. And so he's coming against the people of God with a flood. And, and I really, I was, I was in prayer about this. And, um, you know, listen, this, if you've ever been in a flood, you know, they're no joke. It's real serious. And um, if you've ever been in, in a major spiritual attack, that's no joke either. You know, and I'm not talking about the kind of attack where somebody said something not nice about you on Facebook. You know, I, I'm talking about the attack where it, it actually shows up from the spirit world and it lashes out to harm you. And it's no fun. And I, I was crying out in prayer to the Lord. Lord, the enemy's coming in like a flood. And I believe I heard in my spirit this morning, devote yourself to prayer. And, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard of truth against him. It's the word of God and the power of God in Jesus' name that's going to turn this tide back from all of our lives. It's, it's the word of God and it's the name of Jesus and the power of the blood of Jesus that's going to be the covering over the house of the righteous and over the lives of the remnant. But we need to become people of prayer. So the direct instructions, devote yourself to prayer now. You know, it seems like every other activity is almost fruitless. You know, we shall see how quick we are coming upon the time for the end of all things, a time of civil war coming. We're now seeing in the natural the absolute destruction of any semblance of freedom in the supposedly free countries of the West. Now, total tyranny has, has taken hold. Populations will be ordered like cattle. Like cattle, they will be sacrificed. You know, first, how shall I describe this so we don't get delisted? <laughs> People are turning to these high priests of darkness, these ministers of death that stand in white robes before the temples of men. People turn to them for salvation, for healing, hoping that they will find peace and health in these temples of darkness. And instead they are running right into the swords of the beast. But yet the people rush, they, they, they literally rush like a herd of wild beasts to their own destruction, seeking the salvation that can only come from the living God. They turn to the, to the ministers of death who are more than ready to defile their temple with manners of defilement I don't even want to get into. And so there's a flood occurring. In the nation, a flood in the spirit, and a flood in the natural. And the end thereof shall be with a flood. After three score and two weeks, I'm reading from Daniel 9, 26. After three score and two weeks, 
the Messiah will be cut off, but not for himself. Of course, that was Jesus' death 2,000 years ago. And the people of the prince that shall come will destroy the city of Jerusalem and the sanctuary, the temple that was built. And the end thereof shall be with a flood. The end came suddenly with an intensity that literally washed over the nation. The nation itself was totally destroyed in the final year of the Roman attack. And unto the end, the war, and to the end of the war, the desolations are determined. And, and we know the Bible prophecy repeats. These things are from being fulfilled yet again. Yet again, with a flood, the darkness is overflowing the earth. Amos Chapter 9, I saw the Lord standing upon the altar, and he said, Smite the lintel of the door, that the post may shake, and cut them in the head, all of them. And I will slay the last of them with the sword, and he that fleeth of them shall not flee away, and he that escapes will not be delivered. Though they dig to hell from there, I will find them out. Though they hide themselves in the top of Mount Carmel, I will search for them and take them out. Though they hide in the bottom of the sea, I will command the sea serpent and it will bite them. Though they go into captivity before their enemies, there I will command the sword and it will slay them. And I'll set my eyes upon them for evil and not for good. The Lord God of hosts is he that touches the land and it shall melt and all that dwell therein shall mourn, and it shall rise up holy like a flood, and the land will be drowned as if by the flood of Egypt. Behold, the eyes of the Lord are upon the sinful kingdom, upon this sinful nation. I'm about to destroy it from off the face of the earth, saving that I will not utterly destroy the house of Jacob, saith the Lord. For lo, I will command and I will sift the house of Israel among the nations like corn is sifted in a sieve. And yet shall not the least grain of the pure corn fall upon the ground. All of the sinners of my people will die by the sword who have said the evil will never prevent us. And in that day, I will raise up the tabernacle of David that has fallen down. And I'll close the breaches thereof. I will raise up his ruins and I will build it as of the days of old. Now that you would understand this prophecy from Amos 9 is dealing with the end of the age. In verse 12, the text reads that they, these are the remnant of Jacob, the remnant of God's people. They would possess the remnant of Edom and all of the heathen, which are called by my name, saith the Lord that does this. The days will come, saith the Lord. The plowman will be overtaken by the reaper, the treader of grapes by him that sows the seed. And the mountains will drop sweet wine and the hills will melt. And I will turn away the captivity of my people. And they will build the waste cities and inhabit them. The plant vineyards, drink the wine thereof. And gardens and eat the fruit. And I'll plant them again, and no one will pull them up. So in the midst of this incredible judgment, in which God is basically saying, I am going to smite the lintel of the door. The temple that was built by God is about to be struck by the hand of God's judgment. The outer court will be overturned, overrun 
by the goy, all that remained therein would be burned with it. There'd be no way to flee, no way to escape. And Frank, as, as you cited earlier as we were talking, the warnings of this are now even in the land. There was um, a guy that has a regular, I guess, watchman-type news program. I'll just call him, I'll, I'll call him by the name David. He's and got a lot of common sense. Yes, he does. And um, he mentioned uh, warnings that were given to him that the people on the color by numbers list are about to be arrested. And, and that his name was on this list. And he asked this source that it was someone that he'd known for many, many years. He hadn't talked to for, for three, four decades, this person had called him out of the blue and said, since we were at one time friends, I felt like I needed to warn you. Your name is on a list and something's going to happen to you relatively quickly. And he said, well, well what's going to happen? And, and the source said to him, when a government makes a list of enemies, I don't need to tell you what they're planning to do. So this captivity that is coming, it begins with with the elders, the leaders among you. And it won't be long before it's going to also touch all of us, but a remnant is going to come forth. But this thing is, it's unleashing. It's coming out as a flood, you guys. A deluge. The word in Hebrew is shatath, and it literally means an outrageous deluge. You, know, you think of the first flood. It had never rained. Noah warned the people a flood was coming. People didn't know what that meant. Water would fall from the sky. What? This had never happened before. Nobody could believe it was real. And when the flood, when the heavens opened, a deluge, it wasn't just raindrops. It was, it was sheets of water, torrents of water. At the same time, the fountain of the deep opened. And water that had been kept in subterranean holds was suddenly released water that because of its atmospheric pressure was at 600 700 800 degrees suddenly was released huge quantities of super hot water and huge quantities of cold water from the heavens exploded in judgment on the earth in an outrageous overflowing of water the people didn't drown they cooked they actually were boiled. And the heat sealed the ark. The Lord came forth, his hand of judgment sealing the, the ark of salvation for his people, his hand of judgment giving a foretaste to the wicked of what awaited them in the second death. And if boiling water sounds extreme to you, you've got the wrong metaphor for what's ahead for the wicked. But here we are at the at the very time of the end. You know, Frank, last week, I think it was, I mean, the, the news has been ridiculous. So much has happened just in the last few days. The leading newspaper in China, the People's Daily, which is, you know, their combination of the New York Times and the LA Times, it's basically just the China Times, contained an article in which they declared 
they accused the United States of engaging in a series of barbaric and provocative, provocative attacks against the Chinese people and against the Chinese Communist Party, including the biological attack of the pandemic, which was a bioweapon created at Fort Detrick and was intentionally released in Wuhan, China by U.S. military personnel that were in the city a month earlier for a pan-Olympic game among the nation or the world's leading militaries. The soldiers from all over different countries gathered in Wuhan in October for a paramilitary Olympic game, friendly Olympic competition amongst soldier athletes. A month later, the, the virus emerged and They've got proof this was a bioweapons attack by the United States. They also accused the United States of engaging in weather warfare to destroy China, China's agrarian economy and uh, bio or, or actually um, cyber attacks to destroy China's economy. And these barbaric attacks have reached a level where China the people of China and the government of China need to rise up in an act of self-defense and confront the evil capitalists in the West. Essentially a declaration of war. Laying the ground or the foundation for, for le legitimate means or basis for military action in self-defense. 20 years ago, we took military action in Afghanistan because two guys in the cave were responsible for, for organizing a group of uh, raghead terrorists that, that attacked the United States in 9-11. We went to war for 20 years. And now, now we're the terrorists in the eyes of other nations. The war is coming. The war is already here. You know, those of you that have been listening to me for, for a while, you've heard me drone on about the 70 years of Babylon and how the 70 year, the 70th year began in March 20, basically 2020, and, and the 70th year concluded in March of 2021. It's now expired. We're, we're past the date of expiration and I was looking for the great war to start following the end, either during or following the uh, end of the 70th year. Well, <laughs> the irony of it is the war has started. It just began with bioweapons and cyber attacks and weather warfare. I don't know if you've noticed, but it stopped raining in the Western United States. And instead, they, they turned it into a heat dome. Frank, here in, in Idaho, we had several weeks where it was about 115 degrees during the day. That's wow, Palm that's Springs. Hot. Yeah, it's way hot and blazing hot. That's Palm Springs. Our trees are dying. The deer are dying. We've had an epidemic of uh, fatal disease, and some people think it was you know, directional or intentional but the, the deer are dying. Mass die off of the deer. And um, I bury the deer that die on my property, but the deer are dying just in the hills. 
And as you drive your car around, you, you know, I never really knew what the smell of um, dead deer was until this summer. And now I know, you know, you really don't want to get too close. The smell of death is, is all over the Rocky Mountains now. Death is coming to the cities. No one will bury the people. A time such as never was. It's upon us. Devote yourself to prayer. You know, I've been crying out for heaven's intervention, for wisdom and to know what to do in, in, in this last hour. And, you know, might we, you know, might the country in its current form survive another year? You know, maybe. Not if things keep happening like they happened in the last 24 hours where we, we've got a dictator that thinks he's simply going to tell the governors of America to go to hell. We've had the gauntlet thrown down on what could become a civil war over the issues of tyranny and freedom of choice. My body, my choice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture tells us in Daniel 11 that the Antichrist, this is verse 21, will be a vile person, disgusting, to whom they shall not give the honor of the kingdom. He was passed over as king. But he shall come in peacefully and obtain the kingdom by flattery and hypocrisy. And with the arms of a flood shall they be swept away from before him and shall be broken. Yes, even the prince of the covenant will be broken. And after a league made with him, he will work deceitfully. This is the shadow government. And he will come up and shall become strong with a small group of people. These are the Chaldeans. And he will enter peacefully upon the fattest places of the province. It will take over the most prosperous nation on the earth. It'll become a captured operation. And he'll do that which his fathers have never done. He'll scatter them among the prey. The people are turning into the prey now. And he'll spoil and take their riches. And he'll forecast his devices even for this time. Now, you guys were like literally knocking on the door. Um, I thank you all for your, your patience and for listening as well. Um, I wanted to, I was hoping to get to a couple of comments um, from readers, but I think we'll just have to do that in, a, in another show. But a couple of you guys that, that listen in and made some comments on the YouTube channel, on the Day of the Lord is at hand YouTube channel uh, that I really appreciated and, and and wanted to respond for, for everybody's benefit, but I'll, you know, maybe that'll be the next program I put up on the day of the Lord channel. And if you guys have not um, heard any of the separate teachings that I'm doing, um, it's always great to come back on remnant call, but I'm doing some um, topical teachings as well on a YouTube channel. The day of the Lord is at hand, not to be confused with Benjamin Baruch official, which will be deleted hopefully soon. Uh, it's a channel that I no longer use and um, just going to take it down and move whatever content's relevant. But uh, this flood has come, you guys. The deluge is here. The end is going to come like a flood and unto the end of the war. 
we are in a state of war. We are in a spiritual war. There's a war against humanity. There's a war against the truth. There's a war against Christianity. And there's a war against the free-loving peoples of the earth. And it's being waged by the servants of darkness. And this war is real. And I'll just leave you guys with one final scripture. Jeremiah 48, 10. Cursed is he that does the work of the Lord deceitfully. And cursed is he that keeps back his sword from blood. You know, there's a curse if you, if you operate in deception as a Christian. You know, you claim to be doing the work of the Lord. Cursed is he that does that work deceitfully. That word is rimayah, and it means falsely or, or with an idle hand or with deceit or with slack or if you're slothful, if you're lazy, if you're called to the work of the Lord, if you're working as a servant of God, if you're slothful, if you're lazy, the word means remissness, neglectful, the, the, the trait of neglecting your responsibilities. Well, you know, the Lord told us to get up early and pray, but um, I'd rather just sleep in. Lacking real concern, being negligent. You know, I'd like to relax and I want to be lax. And living in laxfulness, haphazard, slothful, not really caring to be diligent about anything. That's a curse if you've been called to the work of the Lord. And there's also a curse upon everyone that is afraid to, bull, to bring forth the sword. Now, in the time when Jeremiah wrote this, Israel was fighting the battles of the kingdom of God in the natural. Today, we fight in the spirit. And yet so many Christians are afraid to pull out the sword. They're afraid to take authority over the enemy. They're afraid to use the sword of the word of God to wage the war. Because, listen, when you fight the enemy, when you stand in the gap for other people, and you bind and cast out the demonic, when you stand in the gap for family, and you take authority, over these forces that are trying to destroy all of us, they do retaliate. I've, I know a number of Christians that have told me, I don't want to pray for people, Benjamin, because I always get hit. Satan always retaliates. I always get wounded. Well, let me tell you, when you go into a war, yes, you're going to get hit. Yes, it, it can hurt. But we do get healed. And even if we go down fighting, at least we weren't afraid to go into the battle with our swords drawn. This war is upon us. They are coming. And that quite soon. You know, you think this is backing off? This whole thing was a plan. This didn't just happen by happen chance. It was carefully planned over decades. And they've got their next move planned could be as soon as tomorrow morning they begin to initiate the next step you know the forces behind this evil are supernatural intelligences these satanic spirits principalities and the powers they're playing chess 10 20 moves ahead these chaldean powers that they're manipulating these are just containers for the evil we need the to be the people that do the work of the Lord diligently and truthfully with all of our might. And we need to be the people that don't 
hold back or run from the battle. We need people to stand in the gap now. Because being negligent in our responsibilities to the Lord is part of how we all got here. It's high time that we repent, turn back to our God and turn back to our responsibilities in the kingdom with all of our might. Serve the Lord with our strength, all our strength, all of our mind and all of our might, all of our soul, all of our heart. And do not be afraid of the enemy because they only have power over us when we're full of fear. Hallelujah. Frank, yes. thanks for letting me share. No problem. And folks, I just want to, it's so simple. Benjamin just gave you the formula that's in the Bible. And so many people, they're freaking out. They don't know what to do. They're worried. It has never changed what to do. It's always been the same. Seek the Lord, fasting, prayer with all of your heart. And, and those that diligently seek him, he will reward. It's no, it's not that it's, it's not about earning it. It's about God wants to know, do you really want him? You, you, you can go out and try to take your test at the DMV for your first time driver and don't ever study the manual. Guess what? You're going to fail. You're going to flunk. Okay. And if you think you can just sit around without ever reading and actually praying and seeking the Lord and don't say, well, I can't read because the Bible's on audio. If you're blind, they've got it for a bread. It's just, there's something out there for everybody. And if you literally don't have a Bible, there's no way you can pray. And you will learn how to wield the sword of the spirit. Benjamin, there were times in the military, I could not understand why we kept training and doing certain things. They weren't even telling us what it's for, but when we got there, we automatically knew what to do. Exactly. Because we had been in training. If you think that you can get by without, folks, we're all falling short. Don't get me wrong. None of us here, we're not superhero Christians. We all fail. Every one of us, Benjamin, myself, everybody. But the plan has never changed. Seek the Lord. Quit worrying about if you have uh, 5,000 cans of tuna fish and 100 tubes of toothpaste and enough, whatever. And, and you know, if the, I believe in preparation, but you need to prepare first with the Lord, first and foremost, because he might be saying, you know what? I want you to leave. I want you to stay. I want you to do whatever. Don't let it be your flesh. And the only way you can stop the flesh is by seeking the Lord and being patient. David Wilkerson, brother, had a mess sermon years ago on how to hear the voice of the Lord. It's patient because, you, brother, you know that fleshly voice likes to speak often and quickly. And then people are jumping up and down. I just heard from the Lord. No, you heard from your extra pizza last night. And so, you know, we just need to be careful and exercise caution and treat the things of God with the holy respect that he deserves. Brother, thank you so much for coming on. It was timely. It was important. And it was just what we needed to hear. God bless hey, you so much. Amen. Hey, Frank, let's do a, a program with David Murray. Yeah, I will Sometimes reach out soon. to him and see if we can get him on here soon. Amen. Let's do that. Folks, this is Brother Frank and Brother Benjamin on the Brimnick Call saying to everybody, good night and shalom. Oh,
Trumpet in Zion, sounding on the mountain. The trumpet in Zion.